beware the false conversion. What is a false conversion? What does it mean to give one's heart to the Lord, yet under false pretenses? Jesus commands us to love God with all our heart, all our mind, and all our soul. But how can we do that if our hearts are still entangled in the things of this world? You know, the rich young ruler mentioned in the book of Matthew faced a similar problem when confronted by Jesus on the desires of his own heart. Listen to what he says in the book of Matthew. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. To have a heart entangled in one's desires, passions, and earthly possessions represents a heart that is not dedicated to God at all. Sure, we can pray that salvation prayer and lift our hands all we want, but if we don't repent of our sin, is there anything really happening in our hearts? Is it in fact not a conversion, nor a turning to Christ, but a false one instead? A play pretend, a make-believe, Listen to what Jesus says in the book of Matthew of the falsely converted. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I really want to pay attention to the context of Jesus' words here. The people whom God would say, I never knew you, depart from me, had cast out demons, told prophecies, and done wonders. 
No, not just wonders, but many wonders in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit showed his power through these false believers. And yet and still, these people were workers of lawlessness. They are condemned to hell. Why? Because they practice sin. And sin is lawlessness. Don't believe me? Then listen to this hard truth found in the book of 1 John. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. I recite this scripture often because it challenges American Christianity. It's simply not true that a child of God continues sinning after their conversion. If we go by scripture alone, then whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. This might make you say, well, Daniel, what hope is there for any of us then? Everybody sins. No, they don't. Not those who are born of God. And if you haven't been born again, I encourage you to get to this altar after service and experience a true conversion in our Lord Jesus Christ. Sin should not be habitual should not be recurrent in the life of a Christian. Christians are instructed to go and sin no more, as Jesus said to the woman who was accused by the Pharisees. The problem that we get in our mind is a defeatist attitude that says, well, how can I live without sin? I mean, there's no power within me that can defeat the urge to commit sin. That much is true. There is no power within us to defeat sin on our own. But partnered with the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to slay our flesh, cast out demons, and work miracles in the name of Jesus. So don't sell God short today. Today, go and sin no more. Have you perhaps been falsely converted? Is your faith or self-declared status as a Christian based primarily on the pressure of family, friends, or a mere moment you had one time at church? Is your title as a Christian 
truly reflected in every area of your life? If it's not, we can humbly come to the altar today and lay down our idols, our worries, and our sins today at the feet of Jesus. There is no maximum number of altar visits one can make in their life. God forgives sin and he restores and sanctifies us by his Holy Spirit. Don't let the evidence of miraculous or supernatural in your life dismiss sins that may be hiding in the background. As we read earlier, the Holy Spirit can even use lawless sinners to forward his objectives. So just because you spoke in tongues last week or had a great time singing worship songs doesn't mean that you're done repenting of sin. I myself won't stop kneeling at the altar and confessing of the hardness of my own heart. Because again, 1 John chapter 3 says that a child of God cannot sin because he has been born of God. These still reminders, as well as many more found across God's word, are what every believer should hide fast in their heart. To beware the false conversion. Thank you.